Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end. I'm wondering, it just occurred to me, I wonder if people know we record this every week and it's not like a recorded intro. Can they tell the difference? Uh, I don't think so, but if it's news-related, guys, we're recording it every week because the news <laughs> constantly changes. I actually meant the intro because we always say it almost oh. exactly the same way, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if people know we record that fresh every week. Yeah, for the mini bar, we record it nice and fresh, so it comes out hot and juicy for you guys every week. <laughs> but for the full episodes, this is one little snippet that's recorded, and we just still keep it on there. Um but I enjoy getting to hear you introduce yourself again. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys listen to this one podcast, but one of the podcasts Karina and I really, really love is Masters in Travel, um, hosted by Whitney Schindelar. Mm -hmm. And if you guys have not listened to it, what are you even doing? Go and listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so great for... um, business development, but also for getting to hear from other amazing agency owners, other travel advisors on a ton of different topics. I mean, what was one that you really enjoyed, Corrine? Because there have been more than a few for me. Oh gosh, every single one. Um, Because she is trying to have the conversations that when people who are experienced hear them, they're like, oh, I wish I would have known that. She's trying to make sure those kind of conversations, I think the way she describes it is like when you're at a conference and you meet other advisors and you're really talking about the nitty gritty stuff. The most recent one with Emily Lockhart Fury was fantastic. It actually prompted me to go and ask my team a couple questions to help them define who it is they're looking for in a client or what, you know, what traits are in their ideal client. Um, but Teresa and I both joined the Masters in Travel think tank. So she's got a community and then there's a think tank. So we are both, we were both just rehashing our last think tank meeting and everything we got out of it and how every conversation is so meaningful. Um, And we just felt like we wanted to let you guys know that at the very least you should go and take a look and join the free community. But I feel so strongly that this think tank is at a level where we will all push each other to move to the next level. Like it is incredible. Do you agree? Yeah, I fully agree. And some people might see this as a quote unquote mastermind, but it's not. I feel like mastermind gets thrown around so much Yeah, and it ends up meaning nothing. This think tank, I didn't know what to expect when I went to my first one um, in April, but Oh my goodness. I learned so much. And I often tell people some of the best lessons I've learned aside from experience have been from talking to other travel advisors, Mm. not necessarily like conference sessions and stuff like that. But when it's after the conference, you're at the bar drinking and you're just having a conversation like, you know, how did you grow your business or how do you feel about this? You know, just random topics but everyone is able to contribute in a way that's helpful. And even if you think you have nothing to contribute, something will spark something in your brain to either 
get an idea to implement in the future or for you to share that could help somebody else who is in the think tank with you. Yeah. You just gave me an idea. I'm going to tell Whitney, maybe have everybody have a couple drinks before you start recording and then the really good stuff will come out. Wait, you mean you don't do that? <laughs> I thought that was the rule for a think tank. <laughs> no, no, I mean the podcast too, but yes, these are the conversations that you want to be involved in. So we just felt like we wanted to give everybody a nudge to go check it out because we're both getting so much out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Great book recommendations, great um, business development ideas, asking really tough questions that oftentimes we try and avoid because they're tough questions. Mm -hmm. For example, in May, it was about how do you measure your success? Like we realize we don't measure as much as we should maybe. So um, making you face those tough topics in business that really need to be addressed. Absolutely. But we also want to mention that if you want to find other amazing podcasts to help grow and build your business, you should take a look at travmarketmedia.com. We always like to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. So we've been talking about the world opening up to travel. And one thing we need to keep in mind, though, is that even though in a lot of states in the US, we are um, going about our daily lives as if COVID is over. There are a lot of parts of the world where that is not the everyday life situation for them. we We have vaccinations here to a large extent, but there are some other countries, developed countries that don't have vaccines for their citizens and they don't have a high percentage of vaccinated people. And, you know, in their mind, COVID is still a very real thing. So what we are finding a lot of times, I mean, not a lot of times, but what we are seeing is even though places are open for travel, you might encounter little hiccups along the way, or your clients will encounter little hiccups along the way. Or big hiccups. Or big hiccups. (laughs) (laughs) And this Travel Weekly article Um, it's titled the world is opening to travel. And then in parentheses, it says, just kidding. (laughs) Yes. Arnie Weissman, one of our faves is talking a lot about the blood boiling situation. Some of our clients are ending up in like really long wait times at airports or actually arriving in the connecting company company, country, and being turned away and having to go back home because like the logistics of figuring out the proper paperwork and the testing and all of the requirements. We just mentioned, I think last week about uh, Kate Sullivan, who's in Croatia and how there was this one test that wasn't required, but the gate agents didn't know that. So it was creating this big fat mess at the gate. And that is happening a lot now. Yeah. When people have different sources that they are looking to for information, you know, you have like a miscommunication to put things lightly. So, you know, as things start opening up and as we get more and more excited about more countries being open to tourists, we also have to keep in mind that we still need to be mindful. Despite our excitement, we still need to be mindful that the unexpected can still happen. Disappointment can still happen. And we need to be sure we're ready 
to be able to handle that and to prepare our clients to handle situations like that. Yes, they need to be ready for a wait. The article says the average time per person spent in the health-related checking phase at Heathrow is 20 minutes per passenger. So if you've got three people ahead of you, you'll be waiting an hour and then another 20 minutes for your time. So that's an hour and 20 minutes there. And these are much longer lines than three or four people. So IATA predicts that with the expected increases in air traffic, once bookings return to 75% of pre-COVID levels, the time spent in lines at airports will rise to five and a half hours. And after traffic recovers to 2019 levels completely, eight hours. That's insane. So he's saying, and this is an opinion piece, and he's like, I know I get a lot of pushback for this. But one way to considerably lessen the pain is, of course, technology. So these health passports that there's a lot of controversy over. If you can get all of that stuff out of the way before you arrive to the airport, that's really going to be helpful. And we, as advisors, have to consider, do you have any clients that are willing to spend eight hours each way in the airport? Are you willing to spend eight hours each way in the airport? That's an entire vacation day, Mm -hmm. basically. Yes. Um, So, you know, he's saying like, the good news is it does appear that many travelers have enough of a case of cabin fever that they're willing to do whatever it takes right now. But of course, we're not at the eight hour (laughs) waiting time. Um, And as Teresa mentioned, we need to let our clients know you've got to expect longer waits than usual. Things are complicated right now. And I have been telling all of my clients, it's a tricky time to travel right now. It's worth it, but you just have to be flexible and go with the flow. It's just not going to be as seamless as it used to be until things mm-hmm. are sorted out. Exactly. And even though they might say we will take a QR code or like a mobile pass or something, Guys, just have your clients print everything out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was this article where he mentions there have been cases, I think at Heathrow, where they they don't want to see a QR code. They want a hard copy document for you to hand to them that they can see. So I like to err on the side of caution and be overly prepared for things just in case. Yeah. And he says at the end of the article, 2021 consumers may remember as the year of the determined traveler or in the industry, the year of the sagacious travel advisor. That is an interesting article to go take a look at. But I think we covered all of the main points, which is be ready. Yes, be prepared. (laughs) As Star says in Lion King. (laughs) And let's all push for some technology that's going to help solve these problems. Exactly. Because, you know, we do understand the concern, but if we want to be realistic about moving forward with traveling and foreseeing all the potential delays, we need to look at solutions. Yep, for sure. Next article we have for you is a Travel Age West article called International Tourism Hits an All-Time Low, But Confidence in Travel Slowly Rises. So newly released data from the United Nations World Tourism Organization highlights a weak start to 2021 with both good and bad news for the travel industry. So, of course, the first three months of the year represented the worst quarter ever recorded for the tourism sector. But the good news is that the numbers also point to a slow rise in consumer confidence that could lead to a rebound this summer. 
I have been busier than a one-armed wallpaper hanger. <laughs> but, but, that's my dad joke for today. Um, but it is a little bit for imminent travel, mostly for 2022. I've been seeing a lot of more last minute bookings for June, July, August. And most of them are either domestic or places that are really close, like Costa Rica um, and also Hawaii. So I have a lot for the within the next three months. And then I have um, more international stuff for the fourth quarter of this year, but not as much as obviously pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. But most of my larger trips, I think, are like, larger trips for... Europe and Asia will be in 2022. Although I do have one that I'm working on right now. They are being very optimistic. They want to plan for Japan this November. Now they understand. I told them during our discovery call, they understand that there's a chance they may not be able to go, Mm -hmm. but they have two weeks off and they said they don't know when they will have two weeks off mm. in a row again. So they wanted to take the risk. And of course I told them I'll provide you the rescheduling and cancellation policy so you can make the best decision. You can know what your alternatives are, but please understand this trip may or may not go. I hope it goes, but you never know. Well, you know, my philosophy, if they are grown adults and we have advised them of the potential pitfalls and they still want to move forward. Well, that's their decision. They're grown. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like part of the, um, part of the mood booster is actually Mm -hmm. planning the trip and having a trip planned. And that's always been the case. The anticipation has always been a huge part, but now it is so exciting. I have people like wanting to plan by meal packages for their cruise next summer, 22. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) You know, they just want to be doing something to move toward that goal. So um, the actual anticipation of everything I love. And I think that's why I love being a travel advisor so much because you get to be part of that process mm -hmm. and you can spend other people's money. It's like giving the same kind of satisfaction. (laughs) You also get the liability and the stress, but I like to focus on the the fun part for sure. I fly above that. I'm like, here, this is the silver lining. (laughs) Well, I was surprised. I got an email this morning from a client who was like pretty, at the beginning of the pandemic, he had something booked for the summer and he was like really quick to cancel it. Not too optimistic about anything, which he turned out to be right, but um, I was shocked. He just put, booked the first sailing of the edge, the celebrity edge. And I was like, oh, somebody's either gotten brave or like, I'm going for it. <laughs> so, and that's on <laughs> June 26th, I think. So, um, wow. hopefully we're going to get that wrapped up and he's going to get on that ship and I'm going to be so excited. Yeah. I feel like the party on the very first cruise out of the U.S. or even anywhere in the Caribbean, it's going to be a party on the ship, like a nonstop party. 
it's going to be a party and there's also going to be some kinks to work out. So I'm telling him like, I think this is great. I would do it too. Um, definitely not advising against it by any means. And you just also need to be ready that it, you know, it may not run as smoothly. <laughs> it is going to be a different experience and you got to be like ready to roll with the punches because mm-hmm. it's party time. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So um, the article goes on to say there is significant pent up demand and we see confidence slowly returning. Vaccinations will be key for recovery, but we must improve coordination and communication while making testing easier and more affordable if we want to see a rebound for the summer season in the Northern Hemisphere. So that kind of goes back to the other article. Yeah, and they have um, some percentages here for confidence in return of travel and tourism. In January of this year, 50% of respondents said they expected to see a rebound in in international tourism in 2022. Now that number is up to 60%, Mm -hmm. with the remaining 40% expecting a comeback as soon as 2021. Confidence is there. So tap into that, I suppose. I'm very confident. I don't know if that's a poorly placed confidence, but I like the feeling. What else are you going to (laughs) do? For sure. All right. And the last one we have for you is another Travel Age West article. We do like them quite a bit. It is a new Flywire survey shows an increase in traveler spending, which we've talked about many times. Oh, yes. I'm definitely seeing a lot of this. People are like, I have missed out and I am going all out. I'm going full baller. Give me the good stuff. Yeah, I remember booking um, a river cruise for a family, and it was for a friend of mine who lives in the neighborhood, and she is she was like, Teresa, I have never spent this much money on a vacation before. And I'm like, listen, you haven't gone on vacation in two years, so what better way to celebrate? And she's like, you know what? You're so right. You are so right. And she's so excited for it in spite of the price tag because she's had two years worth of saving money. Yep. For vacation. And she's going to be taking her first post-COVID vacation on a river cruise in Europe. How much more amazing can it get? It doesn't. And the article says that according to a recent survey by global payment partner Flywire, 72% of U.S. travelers say they will spend more money on travel in 2022 than they have in the past five years. And 76% say they would pay more for trips with additional health and safety protocols. Another 81% of respondents say the money they have saved from not uh, traveling during the pandemic will help boost their travel budget this year and next. The perfect mixture of psychology and basic math. That's right. And I know that I, I know from working with a lot of travel advisors that sometimes the default is to offer the lowest possible price and work up from there. This is not the time to do that. Your clients want an amazing experience and you want to consider starting high and cutting back if necessary. Um, not just, I'm not saying that because it's more profitable for you, which obviously it is, and that's great, but your clients want and deserve an incredible experience and you're not doing them a service by offering them an interior cabin or a garden view hotel room or, you know, whatever the case may be. Start with what you think would give them the best experience. And then if they're not happy, you can always back it down. Yeah, doing a lot of FITs, I always tell um, my clients, 
um, during our call, I tell them, you know, the first draft that I send over to you, I'm going to have it chock full of things to do, activities, everything. So the price that you will see in the first quote is going to be a lot higher a lot of the times, but that doesn't mean we're not going to revise it. You can keep the ones you like, the ones you don't like, but I just want you to see all the possibilities that are available to you that fit your travel style and that fit your travel preferences. So that way they know. I do the same thing. I'm going all out. More often than not, more often than not, they're like, oh my gosh, like I love all of these. I need all of it. And yep, they keep it all. That's what I always say. I'm going all out. I'm giving you the dream trip. And just know that your happiness is extremely important to me. And I want you to give me feedback. And if there are things you don't want, we can definitely cut back. And if I know I'm blowing their budget out of the water, I always add on a few suggestions for how we can get closer to their target number. And more times than not, they're like, no, I need all of these things. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's just because they they didn't really know exactly what they wanted or what was available to them until I showed them. Mm-hmm. And just touching back on Travel Age West, um, they're tied to the Future Leaders in Travel Retreat. Mm-hmm. And applications for that are open if you are a travel advisor between the ages of 22 and 37. I'm so just a shout out for them. <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> if I wasn't, I would go. Yes. And they also gave some fast facts in this article. So they're saying 63% of travelers are willing to pay more now to secure a spot on a trip they will take in the future. Beach vacations lead the way with respondents, uh, 35% followed by trips with family and friends, which is 27% and city getaways, 25%. And according to the survey, international consumers say their first post pandemic trips will be domestic destinations. That's 39%. Western Europe is 30%, North America is 24%, and the Caribbean is 23%. It's a lot of percent. (laughs) Edges. Uh, (laughs) uh, But the point is, people are ready to invest a little more this time because they want to make up for lost time. We've talked about this, I think, probably 100,000 times. Um, But it's important for all of us to keep that in mind when we are pitching ideas for our clients. Are we ready for some excess baggage? I am so ready. I've been waiting for this all week. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. The news is very cruise heavy this week. According to Travel Market Report, Talc has announced its plan to resume operations in Europe and Africa in stages, beginning with selected departures of its Iceland and Treasures of the Aegean small ship ocean cruises in June and July. Another article from them says that Disney Cruise Line is the latest company to receive approval from the CDC to start test cruises. Travel Weekly reports that the luxury tour operator, operator iWorld of Travel and two Israeli companies will launch a quartet of kosher river cruises next year. Two of the 22 sailings will be promoted to the Israeli market in May on the Danube and the Rhone. And the other two targeting American cruisers will sail the Danube between Budapest and Passau in June and July. They also report that a petition to limit Juno cruising has failed. The measures which would have limited cruise ship size, capacity, and time in port were filed by a Juno resident, Carla Hart, a founder of Juno Cruise Control. If the initiatives had passed, opponents of the proposal say that Juno would have been limited to about 
348,000 passengers in 2026, or less, or 78% less than what's scheduled for 2022. Travel Agent Central says that for the first time in its history, American Queen Steamboat Company will position three paddle wheelers to operate a full season in the Midwest with 30 dedicated Ohio River sailings currently scheduled for 2022. Another article from them says that the latest research compiled by the WTTC reveals that more than 2 million jobs could be created if international travel reopens before the busy summer period. With that said, if current restrictions continue and international travel is not allowed to resume at a greater capacity over the next few months, they warn that the potential U.S. job recovery will be cut in half to only 1 million generated. According to Travel Age West, after suspending all trips in March 2020, G Adventures marked a major milestone last week with the departure of its first U.S.-based group since the pandemic began. On May 21st, these guests embarked on the new hiking Utah's Big Five itinerary, taking them to all the state's national parks, Zion, Bryce Canyon, Capitol Reef, Arches, and Canyonlands. Travel Pulse reports that the first cruise ship since COVID-19 shutdown has passed through a Venice canal. The MSC Orchestra entered the canal in Venice on Thursday, marking the first time a cruise ship made the passage since the start of the pandemic. They also report that Avalon Waterways plans to return to European rivers this summer. Starting in July, the company will sail select river cruises on the Seine in France and the Rhine, Danube, and Rhone and Moselle rivers following shortly thereafter. Last, a fun one from afar, a hotel has opened at Versailles and it's everything you could hope for. You can live out your Marie Antoinette dreams with an overnight stay in the ornate 17th century palace. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Can't even say baggage right today. Sorry. <laughs> so much baggage. <laughs> Sorry. Excess bags. <laughs> Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.